0: Dirty Bird Nation, what's good? It's your boy, South3706. This is the Dirty Bird Nation Report. We're the unofficial official podcast of Falcon's Twitter. We have gift queen and special guests, Falcons hater, uh, Falcons troll. Oh, no. Marcus Marcus underscore sniffles. Y'all go block him immediately because he's trash. He's a Colts fan.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) He has nothing to do since his team has been out of the runnings for any type of playoff contention since about week two. Well, whatever Andrew Luck what got her desk. Since five.
2: about week fifteen of last year. Yeah, yeah. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I would just I would just like
2: to say that I am honored to be in the presence of the gatekeep of the gatekeeper of Falcon's Twitter, Miss Gift Queen. I'm honored <laughs> to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you
0: for
1: yeah, blessing
0: yeah. me with your presence here tonight.
1: It was forced.
0: You, you have to kiss the rings, you know, kiss the rings. You know, she she accepted me <laughs> into Falcon's Twitter and you know we're out here trying to flourish. So, okay, we, we all got the analytics and the stats from all the other Falcons people on Twitter about the Vikings game. It was an ugly game. It was an ugly game that I thought we could win. Our defense looked pretty good. Our offense looked like shit. But, you know, the Vikings have a great defense. And my, my biggest points from the game is uh, I think we found our guard for the future, or at least a backup guard. Ben Garland had some great blocks in the game, so I was very impressed with him. I know they are rotating in and out. Uh, Vic Beasley. You know, he's missing a couple tackles. A lot of fans are wondering why he's being used to be dropping the coverage and not being rushed off the edge when could put in Duke Riley or Camille uh, Ishmael. One of these other guys is better at that, but it is what it is. A <sighs> couple drop passes. Um, I think, honestly, just to close my hot takes out, I think we have a championship defense. We're really close to it. It's just, man, we have to click on offense. And my, my last thing or two last things is we didn't lose the game the way I expected us to lose the game. I assumed they were going to attack our very thin secondary and they decided just to pound the rock on us all day and kind of play bully ball with us. Also, again, I, I mentioned this on the podcast, I think two weeks ago, or the Seahawks podcast, if I'm not mistaken, Dan Quinn has gotten his bad game management and bad decision-making from his predecessor and his mentor, Pete Carroll. Cause I don't understand why we kick kick the field goal instead of going for a touchdown late in the fourth quarter with under I think five minutes ago in the red Like he went for it earlier in the game, which got us our first three points, which which is cool. I mean, he wanted to be aggressive, but again, why not be aggressive one more time? Dial it up. Clearly, Mohamed Sanu was getting mad at Raheem Morris, you know, saying to get him the ball, he was open. So I, I feel that maybe hey, take another shot there, and then. You know, at least the the offense would have a long drive. You know, the ball was turned over at that point. So, again, he's still, uh, you know, doing that Pete Carroll thing, making some questionable decisions. Again, he's a third-year head coach. But, again, this is third year I've been saying this. So, hopefully going to next year and years on, he becomes a better decision maker. Uh, gift clean, what do you got?
1: That kick was very questionable. A lot of – People on my TL were tripping about that. Vic, I don't get why and who made that decision to have him drop in coverage instead of backing back in the quarterback. And that, um, including myself, who made that decision, I need an explanation, especially, like you said, we had Riley and, you know, chilling. Um the defense surprised me. I thought they were going to do a lot worse. Uh, I, I'm going to send out a public apology because before the game, I said, Alpha better not effing.
0: He got away with one, though.
1: The, the
0: first F- round, he definitely got away with one. it turned out
1: – yeah. He got away with one. But the opposite happened. Our offense got all the penalties – and Alfred got away with one penalty. The defense was very surprisingly clean without cool and true. The offense was a hot mess. So
0: well to, to be fair, there were a lot of that's there it. were a lot of missed calls. I saw somebody uh they screenshotted a picture of Adrian Claiborne clearly being put in a chokehold, but no hold was called. So um, but again a lot of the uh you know offsides and stuff, that's that's stuff that those are mistakes. Those are self-inflicted, so you, you can't do that. But uh, another thing that I did like is that, you know, Sark has now started to use more two-back sets. I saw a lot of formations with Coleman and Freeman in the backfield, which I liked. But then in the same breath, I saw an entire drive where Freeman didn't get, get a single touch. But he comes in the next drive and is balling out of control. In the first half, if I'm not mistaken, Freeman had like eight carries for 52 yards or something like that. I was like – I saw that. I was actually surprised. Like, damn, he's really getting off like that. But they don't feed him.
2: Freeman is living like the dream because he got pretty much a max contract for running backs, but he doesn't have the he doesn't have the workload of a starting running back. They don't give him the ball enough. He's not yeah. getting twenty five, thirty carries a game and and five looks in the passing game. He's getting like ten, fifteen rushes, and but he's still getting his money. So I ain't mad at him.
0: Yeah, shout out to the Bean Projects. Yeah, I, 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 I still don't get that. Uh, Sark again. He's improving week by week, but he he has his ebbs and flows. Like you'll you'll see some great things from him, and then he'll you know do the typical week by week Taylor Gabriel screen, which is reminds me of the Dirk Cotter Julio Jones screen that they ran seemingly every single game. So you gotta you gotta get your tendencies where people can't kind of figure it out. And I feel he had his best showing with that against the Seahawks, where he made very good second half adjustments. We just need more. Of that type of consistency so get,
2: get the ball to julio that's that should be y'all's offense get the ball to
1: julio uh-oh you're about to round up the I'm is It's only I'm, what it needs the ball crowd
2: all I, all i'm saying is out of like julio jones is not in the top 10 in targets for wide receivers but he's in like the top five in receptions yards 20-yard catches Yards per game and first down. So when he gets the ball, he's making plays. Y'all just don't either. It's either Sark or Matt Ryan. May, I mean, maybe
0: y'all do need to put Sanu in that quarterback because he gets he gets Julio the ball. I mean, he has a perfect six for six in his career, three touchdowns. So and again, if you haven't seen the YouTube of his touchdown passes, they're all really difficult passes. It's not like no you know swing passes. He's bombing that bitch. So shout to Sanu. Uh, but again. Part of the reason why Julio has that kind of, you know, production is because the offense, once it's clicking, allows him to get those free looks and, you know, play action downfield. But it's, it's a lot going on. Again, the Vikings have a formidable defense, so I'm not going to take anything away from that. But not one touchdown, not a single touchdown, not one, well, not at all, just one. Just one touchdown. And by the way, I was horribly wrong with my predictions. I shout out my homeboy, Smitty, on Twitter from Dover. He asked me, hey, so who should I play in fantasy football? <laughs> should I play Julio Jones or should I play uh, bum-ass, brick-hands, uh, Ted Ginn? And anybody, anybody is going to say I play Julio Jones. Right. And Julio Jones had a terrible game. Ted Ginn actually had a couple receptions. So my bad, dude. I had you last week, though. But I was no, no more right or wrong than, like, all the ESPN cats, so give, give me a pass, bro. <laughs> Shout out to you. But yeah, yeah, we got to get Julio a ball. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens as we go on. We have a quick turnaround with the Very Saints quick. coming up tomorrow. So this, a lot of people see it being a high scoring game. But again, and I've said this before if we can't hit 30 points, I don't think we can win. Like we had to hit that thirty mark to win the game because the offense has to give the defense a chance to keep these guys off the field. Like the defense played excellent. Like they they essentially shut them down until the very end of the game. But again, if we're scoring touchdowns, we're good to go. You know. So yeah, you
2: can't. You also can't go one for ten on third downs against that team. Like your defense is doing their job. The offense just has to stay on the field.
0: Yeah. Prior to that, we were number one in third down conversions, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like. You know, we have to have consistency, and that's that's the problem. And, again, I said this a couple podcasts ago. If we're on the outside looking at the end of the season not where we want to be, we're going to be kicking ourselves for dropping three games, the Bills game, the Dolphins game, and the earlier Panthers game. We had no business losing any of those games. And, And, again, it comes down to execution, play calling, just a lot of things. But you don't want to be kicking yourself saying, damn, we really lost to Jay Cutler. Like, we've really lost to Tyrod Saver. you know what I'm saying? Even though I know we had injuries and things like that, but we're still a good enough team we should have been able to overcome things like that. So, I, we'll see, man. We'll see how it shakes out. Tomorrow's a must, it's a must win,
2: so. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. If y'all lose this game and the Saints went out and the Panthers went out, y'all are pretty much done so. Done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the uh, reason we want to get this quick podcast out, because again, we have a quick turnaround of the game tomorrow, is there was a a, a bit of a, a dust-up in Falcons' Twitter. Uh, the, of, of course, there's always a bunch of wild-ass tweets, tweets from y'all, but in particular, there were some very interesting tweets. So there's a, what do they called? There's a Twitter page called Blogging Dirty, and I guess they were saying some uh, sideways stuff about the Falcons' fan base as far as them not cheering loud enough, and, Oh, no, no. What happened was he said uh, he posted under something that is embarrassing. Rewind. So Dan Quinn, they asked Dan Quinn questions about the game. He was like, hey, I want the fans to be louder because the thing is, with the brand new billion dollar stadium, there's so much to do. Apparently, fans are kind of late into their seats, to actually cheer for the game. So he wants the fans to kind of be in their seats. And I noticed that a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, damn, there's a lot of red in the stands. But, you know, the tickets are sold out. So he made a joke about, hey, you know, it's embarrassing that the Falcons blew a 28-3 lead. Mind you, this is a Falcons blog. Like, come on, dude. Like, let's – why was you that's your own fans? But apparently he started getting roasted in the TL because he felt it was needed that he issue an apology. So he said – and this is from Blogging Dirty. Like, is this a Falcons? No. This – I don't know. I don't know if this is a Falcons blog. It looks like it. But
1: – I think he's a Falcons blog.
0: So he said, dear Falcons fans, don't feel responsible for my team's last Sunday. Dan was wrong for addressing your cheering. You didn't cause Matt to miss throws, Julio to drop a pass, or Bryant to miss a field goal. And your lack of cheering did not cause the worst collapse in Super Bowl history. Damn. Why are they bringing up old stuff? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> your, boy, your boy Carlton uh, at Sloping Giraffe, who has uh, great gifts and great reviews on uh, as far as, like, of the game, he said, laugh my ass off. I love how people are actually mad at Clearing for pointing out they need to be louder. Browns fans cheer louder than Falcons fans. Stop playing victims. It's a legitimate advantage. No shitty wants to be able to take advantage of it. So he does bring up a good point. I don't know how these Browns fans and Jets fans are out here cooking every year with terrible franchises. Like, they're out there faithfully. Not to mention, it is freezing cold in Cleveland at the times they're out there acting a fool and the dog pounding from crazy-ass mask and shit. We're inside. We have a climate control stadium. We have a brand-new stadium. So I, I can I can understand that, hey, you know, you want to be in the stands, you want them to be loud. Let's not forget that a couple of years ago, about I think three years ago, we had the whole uh, noise gate where we are pumping artificial noise to the stadium, even though it gave us no advantage because we were like two and 12. or.
1: Yeah, we, five, we were four, four and 12. both of us. Four and
0: 12. Yeah, we had terrible seasons. So, but regardless, like, you know, we, we should be loud. So Alan Stark also said, uh, at Alan underscore Stark, aren't fans supposed to come together before a huge division of games? Not going to pretend to know about ticket prices, crowd noises, et cetera. Just think the fan base with a really good team shouldn't be losing their minds. So this is pretty common. This is one of the cool things about Falcons Twitter. And, and I, I said that, you know, the Falcons Twitter and Falcons fans are very passionate. It's just sometimes they, they channel that energy into the wrong things like arguing with other Falcons fans and clowning our own team about, you know, going to the Super Bowl. And I know GIF, she had a couple tweets at the Falcons Uh, Twitter, which I feel that she's on the verge of getting blocked from them, talking about the ticket prices and things of that nature, so how about you elaborate a little bit on that? All
1: right, so let's be clear on two things. A lot of these people are new to Falcon's Twitter, like Alan and Carlton. I've only seen him this year. Um, Falcon's Twitter was cool back in the day, like, 2011 through like 2014, something like that. A few things disrupted Falcon sweater. The scammer, the catfish, the bell pepper. <laughs> the <damn>. bell pepper. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're we're kind gonna of, have to have a story. We yeah. we gotta have story time on an, an, another day about save all it, those. Save
2: it for the off season.
1: Yeah. So those things disrupted Falcon sweater. The Super Bowl also broke a little bit of Falcon's sweater. Some people left. Some people stayed. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, Falcons fans are hella emotional this year. Um, well, in, well, they're warranted to be hella emotional. So, let them be emotional. I mean, we're scarred for life. Let's be real. This is a very <laughs> abusive... This is a, an abusive relationship that we have with the Falcon. Like, Every year they do this. They do this to us every year, Maybe. almost every year since 2012. It's been just an abusive, emotional roller coaster. They don't let anyone speak their minds, which I kind of like, but don't at the same time. They're always giving us this bullshit press conference. Like we're going to be better. And Oh, it was my responsibility. It's all on me. That's all I have to say. They walk off the stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, Someone give us some real crap. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to hear this fake crap. So that also gets us mad. But as far as the loudness goes, like, I, the first thing I saw was great. I think it was Grady Jarrett, if I'm not mistaken. He said something about he wants, like, the team to be more loud and stuff. And I was like, well, shit. All the loud fans aren't in there because it's a, it's a new stadium. The PSL is out of Satan's booty hole, mm. and people can't afford to go. Like the Atlanta crowd, they they most of them can't afford to go. You got the fifty yard line. The PSL is twenty five k to fifty k. <laughs> that's just the That's just the PSL. That's not the season tickets. So let me break this down for y'all that don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, so PSL, I just learned what
0: PSLs were like last year. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, broke. So that's so.
1: purchase. Yeah, that's a purchase seat license, which means you have the right to purchase these seats in this section. So on the 50-yard line and like the 100 level, you have to pay $25,000 or through $50,000 in order to be granted the right to purchase, to become a season ticket holder and purchase these seats. Right? That's there. Up in the 300s, like way up high, it's like you it's $500 or something like that. You have the rights to become a season ticket holder. Season tickets are like $80 a game after you pay the $500. But some of them, there's like, some of them have payment plans and stuff. What happened with my dad is they tried to offer him $1,500 for 300 level behind a pole. He was like, fuck that shit. And then they were like, okay, here's some 100 level tickets for $2,000 PSL. Hmm. So, that's what that is. That's PSL. It's hella expensive. If we go into the Atlanta, like, records, I think the average, uh, the average person makes, like, 25K or something like that. Yeah. If you go look, look it up. So, Atlanta can't afford it. New, Atla- New Atlanta can't afford it if we're going to be honest. New Atlanta can. A lot of Atla- Atlanta people moved out and have jobs everywhere else in the country, they're fans and they can't afford plane tickets, hotels, PSL, and season tickets. Y'all thought, y'all see how the math is gonna add up when you do that?
0: Damn, I can't wait till I can do that. Shit. <laughs> hotels, right. flights and PSLs? it.
1: <laughs> Flight, hotel, PSL, and season tickets. That's a lot of money. And so, a night at the gentlemen's
0: club too, you know what I'm saying? Right.
1: Yeah. So the the loud fans, they're tailgating. They're at standing room only tickets. They're at bars around Atlanta. They're still buying merchandise. But the really super loud diehard ones can't get in to the stadium in a seat. You got the bougie, rich, hella rich people there that most of them are probably, let's be honest, sitting down. Some of them, they probably are like, oh, I'm going to go to a bar. Oh, look, this bar is nice. Oh, look, hey, friend, do you want to come with me? It's your first time here. I'm going to give you a tour while we're playing like crap this quarter. Come on, let's (laughs) turn the stadium because this might be your only time here. So it's like I get it. I get what people are saying, like sit in your seats and stay in your seats. But some people are like, it's a brand new stadium. This is probably my only time I can afford to go. I'm going to check out the stadium and the game at the same time. So I'll be in my seat for this quarter, this quarter. I'll be at the stadium. Oh, it's my only chance I could buy a $2 hot dog. Let me fucking stand in line and buy a $2 hot dog.
0: Well, I'm looking at ticket prices right now on Stop Hub. So lower club midfield resale is $344. Uh, I see some for $372, $479. So let's go to the nosebleed section. Sounds like it um, <clears throat> sounds like they're trying
2: to gentrify the uh, Falcons fans here. Yes. Well,
0: well, see, even the nosebleed sections is a hundred and two dollars, which doesn't sound super expensive, but if you're a family of five, that could be that's your mortgage for the month and that's not counting food, even though the food is cheaper. But I mean I get it and I and I've heard this on the radio too on the nineteen nine the game talking about hey, you know, they should donate tickets to, you know, lower income people or like, diehard fans, like, there's, like you said, there's people that want to be there want to be loud. They should just bust these people through the games for free. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: Right. My, my thing my thing is don't make every seat PSL.
0: Well, but the thing yeah. is when you have a, a billion-dollar stadium, you have to find ways to pay for it. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, Cause, cause I, there's I get that. that. make
0: the city pay for it, or they trick the city into paying for it. But Right,
1: know. and I, I understand that, but if the team itself is like, we want people in their seats, we want them cheering louder, then some of those seats, not all of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, do it like half and half, like half PSL, the other half, you know, not PSL, so people can afford to get there. I know people are like, if you're a fan, you should like pay out your ass anyway and like fucking go broke. Well, no, people aren't going to do that. People have priorities, people have children, all that stuff. Not every fan can come out there and, I can pay PSL.
0: I mean, only I'd argue. Only way I'd argue that is if you're a team like the like the Patriots that's like in contention every year to go to the Super Bowl. Then you can argue like, all right, guys, we're giving y'all quality product for decades, for at least a solid decade. We expect y'all to pay. You know what I'm saying? That and too. I, it shouldn't be like that. And I'm not saying that a team has to be a championship franchise, but I can say, I I say that I can understand them doing that when you have the hardware to show for it. So that's that's understandable. But right, for, and after
1: after a loss like that, freaking hangover. Like some people are still traumatized right now, and they haven't even watched the Falcons game yet because they're so traumatized from that game.
2: It's been a long off season for Falcons fans. I tell you that it was a long, hard off season for yeah. Falcons fans.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I still have my uh, Super Bowl shirt that I have never worn yet. Still sitting in my closet folded up. So
1: yeah, but <sighs> I say this. I do agree, and I've tweeted this like. When I come to the Carolina game, I'm getting there hella early, and I'm going on a tour before the game, and then I'll be in my seat. In one quarter, I'll probably go to a bar just to do it, and then I'll be back in my seat. So get there early, tour the stadium, and then go to your seat. But Falcons fans are notorious for being late into the stadium for kickoff.
0: Yeah, That traffic, though. That traffic is uh, is a mess.
2: Atlanta traffic yeah. is a
0: monster. It's terrible. That too. And
2: even even considering, like, okay, the Browns, they have a terrible team, but they have a loud, you know, fan, fan base Their fans are always at the game ready to go. There's nothing to do in Cleveland. Yeah, like, that no, is I was I
1: was just about to say that. There's nothing <laughs> to do in Ohio.
2: Yeah, Atlanta is a pretty lit city. Like, if you don't go to the Falcons game, you can find something to do. And yes. especially if you're traumatized from the, from the Super Bowl, you, you'll definitely find some of the, the things to spend your time doing. And Cleveland? I mean, what what are you going to do? You're going to go, you know.
1: There is nothing to do in Cleveland. Where the contempt- Jets ju- com- play. suicide. Yeah. the Where the Jets <laughs> the play, there's like nothing to do up there either. So. Uh, uh That's not true. Uh, but, Jersey boy, whatever. I'm not a Jersey boy. A fan.
0: <laughs> New York City is like a 30-minute drive, so there's plenty to do. But those uh, those fans are really diehard, though. So it's Northeastern fans are a little bit – I guess they're different. I don't know. I might just be talking out my ass, but yeah, like Los they Angeles. are dedicated. Like
2: Los Angeles Rams fans aren't in their seats on time because they live in L.A. right? they'll be there when they get there, right? Yeah, and their
0: stadium only holds like twenty thousand people or something.
1: Yeah, like
2: it no, is
0: still not filled. So they
2: got a small ass stadium and can't fill it. But I mean that's L.A. Like you got to compete with Hollywood, basically,
0: and traffic. Yeah. their traffic is hell. And, and
1: And for those fans saying all Falcons fans should travel to the games if if they're real fans. Please pay for my hotel ticket. Please pay for my freaking uh, plane ticket as well. Please pay for my Marta Pass for the day. And I, I swear I'll be at every game.
0: And Anna, can I get a stipend for the Gentleman's Club? About 300 ones will be suffice. Yeah,
1: we, we would like to go to Magic City. F-
0: uh, Follies.
2: Follies. Follies.
1: All of them. We either, would like to either go to one, all
2: of them. Either one. Either one is
1: fine. So, you know, h- help us out. Since, since y'all have the money to do so and y'all say we should as well, please help us out. Thank you.
0: Alright, so we're going to go through a couple more of these wild tweets. I wasn't going to read them but they're just so hilarious that we have to get these tweets off. So I'm going to start out with Miss Purdy43. Oh shit. So After, I'm assuming, a terrible decision by Andre Roberts which again, he's apparently been cut this week again. So this week is uh, fire, hashtag fire circus comeback and Cutting Andre Roberts back, even though last week they were, you know, heralded as great players, coaches, and whatnot. With me, anyways. She said, Y'all know what I'm about to tweet LOL. At DHester23, come back and help us. We miss you. Hashtag rise up. And, uh, Von McClure, who apparently you're blocked from, he didn't block me, so I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Y'all be out here violating, but <laughs> he said, He said, McKenna did the dirty bird after the TD. I guess McKinnon, McKinnon is a Georgian native. I think he's from Atlanta or something like that, so I, I get it. That's very disrespectful, but, you know. Hella victor... disrespectful. That was no. too old foul.
1: I yeah. want to kill him. I still want so, to kill him.
0: So to the victor goes the spoil. It is what it is. You make plays. You can act a fool. Um, let's see. Oh, Quo, Quo Bay at Q-U-O Bay. Marvel can have all my money. I love her name because that is the truth. Uh, I'm guessing Roberts made another bad play. Please in all caps, please get this bum ass nigga Roberts off my motherfucking team. So she was nope. she was tight. She was <laughs> tight. Uh my boy key Confucius, shout out to him. Oh. He actually he actually <laughs> he actually had a reasonable tweet, which oh, is Oh really. He said Rose Rose hasn't even done much against Julio. They just don't throw it to him. So the the football nerds and people say like, oh Rose shut down Julio. I mean Julio's stat line wasn't great, but he was it wasn't because he wasn't open, so that pass should do that to you.
2: The only person and,
0: that sets down Julio
2: Jones is Matt Ryan. Oh. And Julio Jones, because
0: he's hurt all the time, allegedly. And with the, with the worst set of Falcon suites this week, and this dude, I, I, I think he's trolling, but I think he really agitates people. It is Mordecai the Blue Jay at ATL Blue Jay. He said, we're going to lose today. I don't care anymore. I just hope Dan (laughs) Quinn gets fired after this season. Oh my God, man. Three three, three minutes later. I'm not crazy. He hasn't improved our defense for three years now. It's getting worse each season. Bruh. I don't know what. I feel like Falcons fans are dead inside. Like, what is going on?
1: Look, that dude, he must be blind.
0: Yeah, I don't know what Falcons is watching. This got worse every season. We're only giving up like 21 points a game. You know, if we're hitting a little, even a little less less than our average. If we're hitting a touchdown less than our average. We have won probably every game.
1: Like, what, what, what game is he watching? Like, is he watching the Canadian League?
0: I, I think he's a great troll. I think he, I think he likes that. But what kind of sicko do you have to be to just go on Twitter just to be an asshole? Like, get, go read a book or something like that, dude. Like.
1: Well, if we'd like to speak of sickos, I got one. Let it fly. Well, I got two. Both are from our friend KB. Oh, God. Doc, what is wrong with you? Like, for real. First, he said, Vic Beasley needs to be benched.
0: Okay, that's irrational. Continue.
1: Then he said, the Saints are going to the Super Bowl.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, that's
0: not
1: <laughs> Marcus. <hush. laughs> the Saints I are pretty start,
0: good. The Saints we'll, are really good. We'll see because they they should have got exposed by the Redskins. The Redskins didn't want to win that. They the they must have money on themselves.
2: Like so I mean, the the Saints defense has gotten better, and they got a solid running game out there. That one two punch. So, I mean. I mean, who, who, who are you really scared of in the NFC
0: out here, really? Well, I mean, but the the Seahawks just beat the Eagles, which I I never saw that coming. I, the only way I thought they would win is if Russell Wilson had, like, a all-star Russell Wilson game, which he did. But even with that, I still thought that Philadelphia was going to be too much for them. So, but
2: Yeah, I don't buy into the Eagles at all. Like, they can yeah. go 14-2. and two, They're going to yeah. lose in the first round. Like, that's
0: what the Eagles do. That's, like, no. I'm not buying it. Shout out to my barbershop. They're all Eagles fans, except for one guy who's a Giants fan, so he's not allowed to talk because his team is trash. But I did mention to him, like he asked me, like, hey, you think we're gonna lose? I was like, I don't think they're gonna lose, but the Eagles had only played one team with a ring record the entire season, which was the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have fallen apart. They have fallen off the biggest clip. Like they started off so hard, now they're hot trash. So and it might be something to that so they, they got exposed. We're gonna see how they bounce back next week, but I'm I'm intrigued to watch how the Eagles perform after that loss because I I didn't see them lose from that that line with that that team like it, it just didn't seem like it was possible. But um, yeah, what what else did KB say? That's all those two things.
1: That's it. I just got one more by this guy, Dunn Levy Mike 34. He's got a list. Mm. Number one. Oh, I saw that.
0: Jesus
1: Christ. (laughs) Number one, fire Sark. Number two, demote Quinn to D.C. (laughs) Yeah. Three, fire Markwind Manuel. Four, hire Dirk as O.C. Five, hire John Gruden as head coach. Six, win a Super Bowl.
2: Oh. Yeah, so John, John Gruden, who mm-hmm. hasn't coached in the NFL for like 20 years.
1: 20, 20 years. Yeah, that's really been that long.
0: And he's been a w- good while. <laughs> and he won a Super Bowl with somebody else's team and was garbage after that. So um, I don't know why his name always is brought up when well, there's plenty of other coordinators and coaches and college guys, some black people that probably take that job, take a head coaching job that he gets mentioned for. Needlessly, seemingly every year, but that's that's another story for another day. But out of all of that nonsense that guy spewed, in my sick fantasy world, I don't uh I, I believe in Sark, but prior to Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan's best season as a pro was with Dirk Cotter. So and I again I feel like he was ousted he was going to have to leave because they were getting rid of everybody. But part of the reason he wasn't successful his last year is because we had, like, the offensive line apocalypse. I feel he kind of got the short end of the stick because he really couldn't do much with, with that O-line. I think he's a good coordinator, but, again, it's kind of the Matt Ryan curse is that – well, you know, the Matt ryan Falcons offense curse is that we make these guys look good and they go to other places and are terrible with the exception of Mike Malarkey. With the Titans, which that is all fool's gold. Shout out to El Breezy, 904, who's a big Titans fan. The, yeah, I don't know how Mike Mallard, he got another head coaching job after bombing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, so he must have all the fire nudes on somebody. So, But, yeah, same with Derek Connor. He's not, not great. Uh, Shanahan, low-key Confucius. He was saying that he's a, a genius, and I'm like, okay, that's uh. – I'm not going to say that quite yet because I, I can't really. Put some respect on his name, man.
1: No. no. Put some you respect on it. his name. No, well, I never, ever, ever, ever.
0: I haven't watched any 49ers game. I know they score points. They just keep losing games. But, again, as a head coach, it's not your job to be just an offensive genius. You have to manage the team. So we'll, we'll see what happens in a couple of years. Again, I have already think he's going to be fired within two. No chance.
1: Yes, all the chances. Well, if he Screw him.
0: if he makes it past his third year then and, and they're doing big things out there because their division is kind of trash, well, it's not really great. I was
2: about to say, nah, their division is pretty good. They got the Rams and the Seahawks out there.
0: Rams, Seahawks, Rams, Seahawks. Oh, I'm thinking about the uh, – which one was really good and got really bad really quickly? AFC South? No, they've always been questionable. <laughs> but that's that's a tough division. That's a tough division. So um, shout out to shout out to him if, if he makes it. But I I, I predict he be fired yeah. in two years. They have a terrible GM. They have a not a terrible GM. They have a brand new GM, a terrible owner, and uh, a questionable head coach. So we'll see what happens. But
2: um, I just feel like at some like I feel like Falcons fans are really missing Shanahan right now because every week it's no, fire, no. Sark, get Sark no, out we're not. of here. Y'all no, just need not. to bring like no.
1: how did you let Shanahan walk out of the door? Uh not, because fuck him. Because oh. Of the guy, God. Super Bowl. <laughs> how many times I didn't we talk about this before we oh, went back? No, well, no, no, no.
0: According to according to low-key Confucius' logic, you know, maybe. Man,
1: don't he, no, don't bring him up either. <laughs> no.
0: Maybe I if, ain't doing this. Maybe, maybe if he would have um, you know, uh, studied the plays for a minute longer every night, then he would have that extra couple of minutes to have more chances to make decisions. I don't know. The logic, it doesn't make any sense. Shot do you, do? But I get it, man. Like, it's easy to say you want him back. But, again, we we have to find a guy. Like I said, I don't think Sark is hireable anywhere else. We have to have a guy that we're going to have continuity with for at least three, four, five years. I just
2: don't don't understand how Kyle was only there for two years. Like, that doesn't because happen anywhere.
1: He just used us as a means to get what he wanted. We talked about this for the podcast. He came in. He used us. He wanted his way. He threw temper tantrum. He got Roddy out of here because Roddy was against him. He said he got his j- head coaching job and they went to Super Bowl. He said, okay, fuck y'all. Oh, Coleman's injured. Oh, that's my little baby boy toy. So guess what? I'm pulling Freeman out of the game. It cost y'all hoes a Super Bowl, and I'm a peace out to the other side of the country where y'all ain't going to fly to get me because the tickets are too damn expensive to fly across country and beat his ass. And that's what happened.
2: You did, for, you did forget to mention that he did get Matt Ryan an MVP and turned the Falcons offense into a historic Doc, offense. Doc,
1: suck my Velcro nuts.
0: <laughs> I don't care. Oh, wow.
1: I so- and the ground he walks on.
0: The views of Gift Queen do not reflect <laughs> the views of myself or my employers. <laughs> um, so with that being said, hopefully we can take that type of energy and rage to the Saints game. If we go yes. out to the game, definitely be loud in the stands. Uh, I still need to get some tickets for the Panthers game. If I can find some reasonably priced ones so I can link up with Gift Queen so we can tour the stadium yeah, early yeah. and then be in our seats for the game. So, uh,
1: Yes, yeah, so I'll be in my seat. Saints game be there be loud
2: i'm honestly more excited for nfc south twitter than the game because i've I've said this before nfc south twitter is the most litter most lit twitter in the nfl because i'm i'm an afc south team and the jags twitter is okay colts twitter's lame titans twitter's lame uh texans twitter's lame but falcon saints it gets so, I saw someone making Katrina jokes today.
1: Oh, I was that's, like, that's, God that's,
0: that's yeah. normal. That's, I was that's like, normal. yo. Yeah.
1: That, that is normal because baby they be, they y'all, be y'all, y'all
2: don't care. Like line-steppers. NFC South Twitter does not give a fuck about your feelings or your hurricanes or your, your little boy with cancer, none of that shit. They, they will take out everybody. I was wow. like,
1: come we on. Will, we take out your life, Okay.
2: All
0: right. So the views of Gift do are reflect myself for my employers. I'm not taking anybody's look, life.
1: <laughs> look. Could Saints fans, I follow what? Three, three or four logical Saints fans. But well, we'd be going at each other. But it's them s- stupid Saints fans saying stupid stuff. They always lose argument and then they want to bring up your looks they want to bring up hiv in atlanta oh <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so, so since since they went there we're like okay that's cool let's bring up katrina since Dude. y'all want to go there let's it's on her it. popping. let's bring up that hurricane and give y'all some ptsd and let's, let's let's rumble yes Theme up, right. Bush didn't want to help y'all.
0: You know what I'm saying? So, oh, so on, note, on that note, before we're shut down, uh, <laughs> this is the Dirty Bird Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast on Twitter. Shout out to everybody! Who checks us out. If you are a non-broke boy, broke girl, like gift queen, you have a iPhone, please drop review on Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. All y'all, King all
1: Galaxy. All <laughs> y'all,
0: all y'all, Cricket phone users and burner
1: phone. <laughs> I have AT&T. Thank you very much. Okay, I got AT&T, them orange mofos that turned oh, you yeah. out a booty hole. All
0: oh, y'all yeah. use a straight talk wireless, y'all. Oh, nah. Y'all <laughs> nah. drop a comment on SoundCloud, let us know you rocking with us, sir. Y'all can add me at Sound three seven zero six. If you add me, I'll probably talk to you if I'm not doing anything, which is usually the case. Uh, you have Marcus underscore sniffles from the committee podcast. Y'all can check us out Mondays. Getting off hot takes about other non-sports related stuff. And we have the legendary gift queen at Richards. lethal underscore skank, saint. Lethal Richards. underscore saint, I'm sorry. So y'all check us out on Twitter. And yep. uh, shout out to everybody. And uh, we out. Peace.
1: Peace. Rise up. Oh my goodness. Why did that so loud?